Well, welcome to Finding Your Motivation with yours truly, Steve Stazak. And uh, this is brought to you by Leader Speakers, which is my company where we help people not only get over the fear of public speaking, but we help them with a myriad of other things that help them become more effective speakers, um, whether it's giving presentations at work or any other type of uh, speaking engagement they may have. So without any further ado, I'm going to announce my guest, who is Jeff Gargas, is that is that right, Gargas? You nailed it. You got it perfect, man. Well, how, you know why? Because I'm from up north. That's exactly that's why, right? <laughs> Jeff's from up north, and I'm from up north originally. I'm down here in um, the good old state of North Carolina, where everybody's flocking to. Yeah, I love North Carolina. They got some odd, really odd number of people coming down a month. I'm not even going to quote it because. <laughs> I, it just, it was sort of absurd. And I'm, it's, it's just, yeah. In any case, so we have the North and the South here. Have you gotten any winter weather up there yet, Jeff? We have, we've had snow right now. Oh, it's not too bad. Last week was cold. We had snow like last month <laughs> and it's been kind of warmer over the weekend, but it's getting back down. We're in the thirties. It's not terrible, but it's not nice. If you're going to have cold, you may as well have snow. That's how I am. Yesterday was wet and cold. And I'm like, nah, if it's cold and it, I don't want wet, give me snow. That's Can't why that. I'm here. <laughs> so what this what this show is all about is finding your motivation. And I have guests on like Jeff, who is a four-time college dropout. How do you do that? You know, a, a lot four-time of hard college work, dropout. I think it's the opposite of a lot of hard work. Uh, yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of late withdrawal papers. Pardon me. I said a lot of late withdrawal papers, papers trying to keep the the grade point oh, there. So you I just, just went in and out, in and out. I don't know if I want yeah, to be well, here. Yeah, the first two. Yeah, the first two times I just stopped going and didn't tell anybody. So those don't work out well for the the report cards. The last two time I was older and I just I had to step away, so I I left the correct way. But yeah, four times that I started and 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 then stopped, uh, just trying to find my way in life at that point. So I hear you. I wanted to I wanted to quit too and. Somebody told me if you quit now, you won't go back, but I would have. In any case, we're both here now, and uh, we're both doing what we want to do. Um, I mm -hmm. know you, you're doing what you want to do because he has a profitable, um, very profitable business here, seven-figure business. Is that about right? Yes, sir. Okay. And um, actually, he started this with a friend he met in the music industry. What? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's a, that's a fun story. So Chad Ostrowski, who's the, my co-founder with me, was was a teacher, but uh, and that's sort of because uh, we're in the world of education. Uh, he's the brains behind the operation. Uh, I'm clearly the looks. Uh, no, um, <laughs> but we actually met when I was younger. Uh, a younger a business that I had when I was younger was a, I started an independent record label mm -hmm. uh, and had that for about six six years or so. And Chad was a drummer in a band that I managed. And that's how we actually first met each other. Right. Uh, and we did some other things. Uh, after that, I shut the label down. We ended up, we, we coached some soccer together for a little bit. And then he went off and became a teacher. I went off and did a bunch of stuff. And then eventually uh, ended up uh, starting the company together. So. What were you doing then? 
or did you mention it? Uh, so I was doing, yeah. So he went on. He he became a teacher, um, and I actually eventually ended up starting my own online marketing agency. So I was doing website design, social media work, uh, content marketing, th- email marketing, and stuff like that for for small to medium sized businesses. And Chad actually developed something in his classroom out of necessity that we now call the grid method. It's one of the many things that we train on. And he came to me as the guy who knew a little bit about internet marketing, about getting it out on a website and sharing it. And that's kind of how we kind of started with the idea. And my famous words that we quote in the the team is that I just looked at him. I said, dude, we're not just doing the ebook because he originally came in about ebook. I'm like, we're doing something more. And we started an online, uh, online course, started writing um, blogs and videos and started growing and we're just about to hit 10 years now. So. Wow. That's about the time social media started about 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, I think it really started, really started to explode. It was, it was tinkering around thing. You know, Twitter was around before then and Facebook long time before then and stuff like that. It really started to, well, yeah, I think it became a very viable, like you should have this type of thing. Yeah. And it, we really, we rode social media quite a bit for it. So. Well, I taught social media. <clears throat> I didn't teach it. I was uh, actually started off with a small seminar company that did remedial seminars around the country. That's how I got in the business on okay. stage. And speaking was, I, I had an advertising background, so I did social media marketing. And way back then, to me, it seemed so complicated. I was like, oh, my God, am I going to be able to teach this stuff? <laughs> because there were so many platforms out there and so many intricacies, I thought. Now I could teach this stuff in my sleep. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, it's just kind of, you know, especially as entrepreneurs, like, right. It's just kind of, it's part of what you do. It's, mm-hmm. you, you, you need it. It's, it's yeah. powerful when used and it just becomes kind of second nature in a way. Well, you just got to use the one that fits your, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not one size fits all. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Definitely. So, and I just broke down. I have somebody do some, I'm having somebody do some work for me because some SEO types, there's some, whatever link building type stuff because mm-hmm. I'm getting tired of messing around with social media. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> this is all about you, not about me tonight. So what Jeff and his partner do, they work with teachers in school districts all over the world. Uh, we have teachers all over the world that use our trainings and are doing most um, and, and work with us and have gone through coaching and stuff like that. Our clients are all in the United States as for right now. So tell us about exactly what you do with these teachers. Yeah, so we we actually typically work with the administration, the leader, so uh, whoever the curriculum and instructional leader. So that's usually like a principal or a curriculum director uh, or a combination of them, sometimes superintendents, uh, to – uh, typically, we, we do a wide variety of things, but we do a lot of strategic planning with them on laying out multi-year plans and filling in gaps of around the pedagogical and instructional practices that the teachers have in okay, their, in their classrooms. Okay, that one word with 10 syllables in it. Pedagogical and instructional, just like the the methods in which they use to try and educate kids. Okay. Right? So all like, those the, out there that don't yeah. know the word. You know, I, I like to say it because it's something I learned from being <laughs> in the business. So I'm I'm, one, I'm I'm the only one on the team who's not who was not right. a teacher or is not currently a teacher. So I learned fun words like that. But yeah, so it's all uh, it's all around the things the i the ways in which teachers approach their classroom from the classroom management to the classroom instruction to the way that they structure their um their curriculum and their their assessments and all those types of things. So how do you how do you talk these folks into do how do you talk these administrators into doing this because these folks have been doing I, I, this is traditional 
schooling that's been good teaching that's been going on for years yeah uh and we and we aren't we we we're typically what we're leaning into we're known for our master learning frameworks which master learning is a much more progressive uh um idea uh around how a school is supposed to be how to, how it's supposed to look um not quite not as traditional um it's actually not as hard as you think a lot of teachers and a lot of administrators are looking for new ways to reach kids and 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 help the kids that maybe aren't doing as well uh, you know uh filling in those gaps that, that they're seeing um and but a lot of what we do actually is providing a lot of free resources a lot of free trainings a lot of uh, we do a ton of live streaming and things of that nature to connect with the classroom educators first a lot of times where they are then getting ideas and support and community with us and the majority of our business actually comes basically through uh, usually like a group or one or two where they have a good voice of teachers who then share it with their admins and then they reach out and say hey we're seeing some good things from so and so we now want to do this with our entire building or our entire math department or our entire district or whatever it might be are these so are these methods that you're using just trying to search for the right are are you are you are you reinventing the wheel here or adding to the wheel um we're kind of just looking at the wheel differently if that makes sense i'm trying to think of how i would end. so like not reinventing so a lot of what we're doing is so so when you think about math like mastery learning so if you think about traditional right you said traditional right teacher at the front room yeah i'm saying information you're taking notes or whatever and then i'm going to test you on it mastery learning and it's and a lot of traditional focus on like are you i'm telling you what to do are you doing it mastery uh learning it's really really focused on not what the work that they're doing but are they the actual understanding of what they're doing? So it's not did Steve complete worksheet 2.2, it's did Steve display knowledge of what he was supposed to get from 2.2, because then who cares whether he did the worksheet or not? Right. Does he actually understand the concept? And the, the research, decades and decades of research by people that are way smarter than us, all says like without a doubt that mastery learning is actually the better approach. It's just not easy because in a mastery learning and a student-centered in a self-paced cl uh, classroom, students are moving at different paces because that's how we learn, right? At different paces and different methods. And that's kind of, if you think about classrooms full of 30 kids potentially doing different things, that's like what nightmares are made of. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so what Chad actually did, Chad had a terrible year as a teacher and basically felt like he either needed to figure it out better or quit. And he looked to the research and he's like, I can't find anything that tells me how to do this though. It just says I should do it. And so he created this different way of, of, of how he approached his classroom to allow his students to get what they needed when they needed it versus what he thought they might need and just taking them all at the same pace. And that's what we work with uh, teachers on how to do on how do they actually truly assess what their students know based on what they actually know and then get them what they need at the times that they need it. And how do they, well, how do they measure the results? I mean, is it still by grade? Still by yeah, grade? By, right? Yeah. So yeah, and that's just another progressive uh, way of looking at grading, where you're focusing. It's the 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 term that most people would know is something like a standards based grading, uh, which depending on your experience with it could be a curse word, but uh, and and that's the grading that's focused on the standard, like focused on what they're being actually supposed to be learning, right? So we're focusing on what they're learning, not what they've done. And a lot of what we do with with teachers is working on how do you take what you're your state standards are, which is what they have to teach to, 
And how do we backward design that so that all the instruction and everything we're doing in the classroom aligns to that, which then in that process, we help them build more effective and more efficient assessments so that they can better understand where their students are, what they understand, and therefore be able to grade them better. And then the grades actually have, are actually becoming a, a better representation of what the student actually knows. So is this a little bit more laborious than the typical method? Sounds like there's some Excellent. Yeah, it's a yeah. So so specific to the grid method that we train on a lot of different things. But if you're thinking about master learning the grid method specific, which is what most people know us for, it's it's more upfront work. But you're gonna you get it back on the back end because the the day to day is not as um, as as rough on the teacher. There's no what am I doing tomorrow? There's no last minute lesson planning because the work's done because it's based on where they're at. Um, but yes, it can be. Um, it's also more. It's actually more work in the sense for the student in the sense that you're actually challenging what they know versus allowing. It doesn't allow students to hide. Um, you know, I think about myself in high school. I was an A-B student, but I knew how to play the game of school. But no one really, I don't think, ever really tested whether I actually knew my stuff or not because I was just really good at getting through things. This I probably would have hated because it would have actually assessed where I was and I probably wasn't an AB student. I was probably a C, maybe B student. Um, and so one of the things with this is actually going to, it's actually producing the, the districts that we work with see uh, within the first three years, see an increase uh, in their state report cards mm -hmm. an increase in their student achievement and typically an increase in teacher efficacy and teacher um, mental health reporting as well because of the success of their students and because of the less work when it comes to the day-to-day -day thing. So well, I know some teachers down here that need that. <laughs> well, we all know teachers somewhere that need it, right? <laughs> Pardon me? Yeah. I, I said most people say, oh, I know, I know a teacher here or there that needs that. And what's nice is that most teachers – most teachers that we meet want want to be better. They're they're constantly looking to improve, um, and they want to. And that's those are the ones that we lean into are the ones that are looking to be better for the students. And uh, and typically they're the ones helping us drive it to the the administrators, which then allow us to do it on a bigger scale. So, wow, interesting. Now you mentioned that you also did. You mentioned to me before we got on the before we got on the show here that you also help teachers with some of their entrepreneurial interests. Yeah. Tell yes. Us about that. Yeah. So, you know, I, so like, I, I think I mentioned, I think I came up for this before we were on a done mix here that I'm, the, you know, I'm the only one on our team. We've got a team of 11 now. I'm the only one who either is not a current teacher or wasn't a teacher. I'm the entrepreneur side of the thing. So Chad was the teacher. I was the quote unquote business guy. And we kind of relied on each other early on. Um, and I've always just loved talking entrepreneurship with people. I've loved, helping people. I'm the guy that like, if I hear anyone whispering, even across a bar that they want to start a business, I'm sliding over me like, let me help you. I, I want to help. Let's really? brainstorm. Let's do this. Right. I just love, I always joked about my evil, uh, the, the evil mind of an entrepreneur. My wife makes these little, like early on in our marriage, she made these little like, um, oh, construction paper, like sea animals and stuff that were really just adorable. And I'm like, oh, gosh, origami. Yeah, kind of like, I don't know if it was officially that, but like, they were really cool. And I'm like, oh, we should right. sell these online. And she's like, I'm never making these again. <laughs> like, because I just, everything I'm like, oh, that's so, you know, follow that passion and whatever. And so we kind of, you know, um, it really kind of really spurred, it was happened prior to, but it really spurred during COVID uh, and the rise of Clubhouse, the kind of, I, don't, I think it's fallen since, but oh, man, yeah, I was just, I was, yeah. I was getting on there and talking. I ended up started doing a weekly Clubhouse meetup where, 
educators uh, um, would jump on and we would just talk entrepreneurship because they're, you know, coming into something they've, they haven't read, you know, they've never read anything on it. They don't, you know, they're really beginner stage when they're getting entrepreneurship usually. And then we decided, I'm like, all right, let's structure this more. So we started a mastermind, right? So I meet with them once a week um, and we, and we just meet, we mastermind around challenges and grow. Well, that grew and we actually ended up launching a community. So we have a community for what we now call edu creators. So it's an educator that creates anything outside of their, uh, their classroom. Some of them are like podcasters, some are bloggers, authors, some of them are doing courses and stuff. So I get to help lead that community. And then I also have two different groups that I coach on a regular basis and then several ind- independent, like one-on-one um, clients as well that I do just coaching with. Uh, so what happened with Clubhouse anyway? I mean, that's just... I, I think it I think it had its moment because we were all stuck in a house in our houses and it was the time you know it was the oh during app, the COVID just, deal yeah I think it just had its opportunity it was one of those apps that just was able to explode and then I just didn't I don't think it was able to maintain after we all got back to you know quote unquote normal um, right. I think I think it's still there I think there's still people that do a lot of stuff on it but I I loved it for seven or eight months probably. And then I just grew up, it's just I'm like, ah, never mind. I don't need this on. But yeah, I didn't I never really got into it. I was talked into it after I went to a motivational conference. Yeah. Everybody was touting it. And then I don't know. I just I never really knew how to work it. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting one. And 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 I, I I would go into you'd go into some rooms that were really well done and really good. And they just felt like a good, like almost like a podcast, but with multiple voices coming up and stuff, and then other ones that were just chaos. Right. It's just a lot harder to follow. So I'd rather throw on a podcast that I know what I'm getting. So <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. And which is what we're doing right now. So this sounds like a really good program. How many states are you in all 50 states or? Uh, no, we're in uh, just shy of 40 right now that we have some sort of um, the, at least, you know, one client in we're, 52 where we do have 52. We have. 50 or 50 we, have. we have we have something like that we have oh, some, yeah. uh now uh, the majority of our clients are in ohio and illinois that's where the bulk of our clients are um but we go as far we we, we have uh you know go out to california new york uh you know texas um virginia's georgia all around so you miss north you know, carolina i don't know that we i was just thinking right about oh we no we actually have we, we've done work in uh, north carolina and um oh gosh where's that it's over by raleigh durham or um the yeah raleigh durham area but i can't think of the raleigh or durham i think it's the raleigh area if i believe okay it's not far from burlington there's raleigh there's yeah i'm sure it's a it's it's a county over there because you guys do the county thing down there where the districts are county stuff i i'm not going to remember it um off the top of my head yeah we've done some what's that wake county no, I can't. If you, I, I can actually look for you. I can That's actually. Okay. I, can, I, I think again. <laughs> we got the um, general idea. We do some work down there. Um, so that that, but just the one in North Carolina. But like I said, the bulk in in Ohio and Illinois, which is where the bulk of our team members are, are in Ohio and Illinois. Uh, and then we've got a few scattered, a few other places. But yeah, so. Nice, nice. Well, Jeff, it's been really great having you on the show here. Very informative. I appreciate you having me on. How do you guys get new business? <clears throat> you have, so we have what's that? Are you proactive with it, or do people find you through marketing? 
Yeah, so so we built everything on on content marketing. So um, for for a large part, that's what we did. A lot of SEO work, a lot of uh, content, a lot of getting that inbound. Uh, I I joke about how kind of like I call it the, the Toys R Us model. We're thinking about Toys R Us marketed to the kids so that they pull on mom and dad's pant legs and say buy me that toy. For us, for the first probably eight years, we we marketed solely to teachers and they were the ones pulling on the pant legs of the administrators saying, hey, get us this. Uh, over the last couple of years now, we have shifted and we're doing a lot more, uh, a little more targeted and direct to the actual administrators. If we feel like we've we've built our brand up well enough in education that they know, the teachers know that we're a community for help and support and stuff like that. And we've done a little bit more um, than we've, we've done some more cold marketing and things of that nature in the last couple of years. But primarily, it's still we put out a whole lot of content. We do a lot of things to support educators and they typically drive us into to an administrator somewhere. So it usually comes to us for the most part, which is a really nice way to sell things. Yeah, right. And so if you, uh, if there are any educators out there and you're listening to this show, then uh, how do they get in touch with you, Jeff? Uh, you can go over to teachbetter.com for everything. Uh, my email is Jeff, J-F-F, at teachbetter.com. Well, that's, pretty, that's um, pretty easy to remember. We try to make it easy. Teachbetter.com. <laughs> Yeah, we try to make that easier. If anybody's listening, that the educator thing, that's just teachbetter.com slash educreator. So edu creator. That's our community and stuff over there. But everything's over at teachbetter.com. So we've got podcasts that we have a podcast network network of about 40 educational podcasts. Um, we've got bloggers from all around the world that write for us and online courses, both free and paid, and uh, a Facebook group that's super active with educators from all around the world. And we do a mastermind for administrators. Um, a lot of, and I mean, all this stuff that I mentioned is free too. So a lot of free, it's primarily free stuff. There you go. Well, once again, Jeff, that's Jeff uh, Gargas, and he is uh, with Teach. Teach Better. Teach better. I, I, you know, I thought there was another. Well, so sometimes, so yeah, well, it's teach better or teach better team. Like it's kind of both. So like all of our, all of our social media handles are at teach better team. Um, but the website's teach better. So on one day, if you ask me, I'll tell you it's teach better. Another day I'm going to tell you it's teach better team. So either one's good. Teach better (laughs) is a lot easier to remember. So teach better.com Jeff Gargas, and, um, he can help you educators out there become more proficient and uh, less anxious about your teaching, get better yeah. results, right? Yeah. Come, yeah. And come find a community of people that are going to be able to support you and help you get through the just ridiculously difficult job you have. And once again, this show, Finding Your Motivation, was brought to you by Leader Speakers. Leader Speakers is a public speaking and presentation skills training company. We also do events so we do we do have keynote opportunity we look for keynote opportunities too so if you are one of those out there that are looking for any of that or if you're the teachers out there that are looking for a new way to teach more effective way to teach then you need to go to teachbetter.com and you can go to my website leaderspeakers.com and uh click on almost anything there and you'll be able to get in touch with us so that that about wraps it up for the night. Once again, thanks again, Jeff. I appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you. And uh, we will see you next week for with another show. Thank you very much, folks. <laughs>